1: Uh, good morning, Verz. What up, Sharpie? Hey, did you, uh, I know you're preparing for this. Uh, three weeks from today, we will be uh, uh, de- talking to you. Probably no, we'll talk to you opening day. Uh, but are you, Are like mind, body, you're all set. Three weeks from uh, today, you will have experienced your Cubs opening day.
0: Yeah, we are. We're ready to roll. <laughs> Tickets have been acquired on all aspects. Hotels are booked. Got the senior Citizen discount, thanks to the fellows that I roll with to get old. Okay. And I pra- There's a chance, I think, barring weather, we are in Section 18, Row 14. So, okay. that would put me down there quite a ways. Well, cause Maybe th- in TV range, so we'll see.
1: Because you had good seats oh. last year, and, and you got uh, interrupted by rain, right? Well, we had...
0: We had good seats the first day, and I had great seats the second day. And they decided to call it, even though the weather was better second day than the first day. Because I had passed it to the, to the club underneath. We were about to put on a display, of eating and drinking for the good people of the city <laughs> of Chicago, but they they canceled that game, so I did not get to participate.
2: You don't. You don't have to give me an exact. Amount, but I am very interested in what opening day throughout Major League Baseball, but especially at Wrigley Field, what that ticket in the section that you are sitting in. Can you give me a price range?
0: I don't. So it's, man, it's been a crazy, crazy 21 years that I've done this, (laughs) but it started out, I think the ticket was like 25 bucks. Wow and it's grown exponentially from there. Here's how I've handled the last five years. My buddy Paul, awesome guy, uh, part of the only four-year undefeated run of a college team at Doan when Al Patrick was their coach. Shout out to Doan wow. Tigers. Uh, and, I, and I think somebody really needs to do the research. I think they're actually the first football organization to integrate. He's got some amazing stories, runs around some amazing human beings that I get the chance to just listen, and it's really cool. Um, they, I just hand Paul a lot of money and I say, this should cover the room and, uh, okay. and, and the ticket, if it doesn't, I'll give you more.
2: And he's never come if back and check- said, you're, you're not even close, bud.
0: No, oh no. Okay. That was a good number. It, okay. it always covered. <laughs> he looks at me like, this is too much. And I said, we'll use it. And then he it <laughs> in his pocket and away we go. <laughs> All
1: right. JP wants to know, uh, Pedialyte, you've already pre-ordered for, off of Amazon?
0: Uh, I think i got to figure out if I can Amazon and send it to our hotel, but under a hotel room it's not my name.
2: Oh, man, yeah, there's uh, a lot of red that, tape
0: that, there. That, that senior citizen uh, discount makes a difference. Like, that's a big number. We're removing from the hotel room, which can go to more activity. So.
1: <laughs> can you that's, just get uh, it to the lobby? I think you might just be able to I think to you send it to the hotel. I think you're fine. Yeah. Send to the hotel. I
0: got right a week Yeah. Yes, that will be... I'm um, Old school containers. Yeah. And just go into the end of the packets. So, we'll see. Ah. Maybe I should have a boatload of packets and throw those in my bag and I'll just mix my own. Yeah. Hey, because... the nostalgia and crack open that old that doll in the house and that thing in about three seconds.
1: Oh, yes. I, I enjoy the uh, pictures. Um, you're, we, we, uh, you know, we love the 308 whenever we have you on and whenever we're on the air, uh, and you did not, your athletic careers in Nebraska did not cross paths, but did you, uh, do you know R.D. Spies pretty well?
0: Yeah, I know R.D. Spies really well. My mother and father, when they moved to Grand Island, rented a home from R.D.'s grandma and grandpa. So, Randy Spies, his father, yeah. R.D., his cousin, D.R., he, he is R.D., <laughs> He has a cousin, Dr. Um, we played together. We were the same age, so yes, I know. His nickname was Pootie back in the day. So if you if you talk to him, you can call him Pootie. He'll get super pissed. Now, that's why. I well, I that.
1: Now yeah. I don't think I'm allowed to call him that because you know it, when.
0: Now he, let it rip. See what happens.
1: <laughs> I feel so, like, I feel like there's something behind. And this he now. and he's back today because he's the pitching coach at Illinois State, and they're playing Nebraska. Where did he get that nickname from?
0: You know that from from the time that we were rolling around with. He, that's all I knew about it. I didn't, he was always that. So, I'm sure it was a grandma or grandpa nickname that they Not gave enough. him, and it just stuck. But, no, he's, he's a good kid. Works hard, working his way up, up the chain, you know. And his wife, Jenny, she was a soccer player back in the day at Nebraska. Yes. So they're, they're probably happy to swing back into town.
1: Yeah, she was an All-American. I think she was on the U.S. Way, national team.
0: Way good. Like, <laughs> way good. <laughs>
1: Who is the, who is the best had a, athlete you had a in US GI?
0: National team, you had a U.S. national team and a Canadian national team, both.
1: Yeah, there, there was uh there. So there was a the stretch where it was football players and soccer players. Then in the late nineties, it was more baseball players and soccer players that would be dating or end up married. Hmm. Yeah,
0: that's, I guess
2: so. Uh, who? Okay. I I, I, who? Who would you? Who would you vote for the the best athlete out of three hundred eight out of GI? Best athlete. Yeah.
0: Well both by the way, both of you can screw off because none of you ever on the eighth of March wished me happy three oh eight day, so I got double middle for you two.
2: Oh, um, sorry about thank that. Thank you. The,
0: Love you too. the best, the best you're ever gonna find. And and I will I will argue this and I don't even get much resistance anymore. Jeremy Buckner. Jeremy Buckner was he was the smoothest runner I had ever seen in my life. He actually, I probably owe a lot to Jeremy Buckner. May he rest in peace. He was the, when I was a sophomore, he was our punt returner. And he would set the wall, or he would would catch the ball, and I was the wall guy, right? Mm -hmm. He would run away from me. And I was like, man, where's this guy going? And all of a sudden, he would turn on a dime, and he would be back in me. I'll never never forget, as he's running past me, and I'm about to, to hurt someone, he would smile. Almost just like, wave. hey, buddy, what's up? And I was like, well, uh, amazing hurdle guy. You know, you hear the hurdlers that can set the dime. They set the dime on the hurdle. He actually could do that. He could kick it off of there oh, hello. with his toe po- point. It was, it was awesome. He was an amazing, amazing athlete.
1: Matt Verzal joining us here on Mornings with Sharp and Handley. All right, now let's. Get, I got a football question here because there's a lot of, in warm weather areas of this country, there's a lot of camps going on. Like Rivals has had a camp recently. Um, there was uh, – a like a, an Adidas camp as well. Explain to me when you've got at a camp and you have offensive and defensive linemen and they're not wearing pads, they're not even wearing helmets. Explain to me what is the purpose of bull rushing at these camps? Um, and maybe you think it's okay. I just I look at these videos and I'm like, what is what's the benefit to an offensive lineman that is in shorts and a t-shirt when they say, hey. You gotta stop a bull rush.
0: They're really number one, they will always go out there because you want to take the challenge. That's number two, you you have the ability to prove that that even in even in short, I can stop this dude. Now, where it where we always we did this a little while back with Steve and, and a bunch of his boys put it out on the internet and a bunch of my boys, you know, we're like, man, we look a little badness I'm like, great. Like here's our next set of rules we're going to do on this mandatory. You got to put on a shirt. So you're sweaty ass. We can't, our hands aren't going to slip off of that. We got something to grip to cause you got no problem. You know, it's a little head slaps and all that kind of stuff. We can't really retaliate to that. Um, it's all a show, bud. camps and clinics and all that stuff, it's just a show. Now, when you have people that know football, they know that if the guy gets to the bull rush, the tackle, the guard, the center, has eliminated all other options. He's been in great position with his feet. He's got them aligned right where that guy can't rip and dip around the corner. And then he hasn't overset too far where that guy can counter and, and spin back inside. So, I've taken away all your cards. All you got to do is bull rush. Mm-hmm. And you might win a no padded bull rush. Good on you, as you say, very Sharp. Mm-hmm. But there's going to come a day when we put them pads on. And then when you get to that bull rush, sometimes maybe you just reach and maybe I'm not there anymore. Maybe my shoulder pads in the middle of your thigh and then you're contemplating all your decisions. So, people that have a finite eye can watch offensive line play. And there's It's awesome, too, because there's more and more every day that get it. If I can get you to a bull rush, I've exhausted all of your other options. And you might shove me backwards yeah. into the dummy. I mean, good for you. But we're going to get into pads. And now I got another little weapon that you don't have. And it's going to hurt. And it doesn't, you ain't going to like it. So that's kind of how I view it. If, if the defender has to go to the bull rush, the offensive guy has done everything he can. And then, you know, you get some strong freak shows that can stop it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then you get some guys that just, you know,
1: can't. So this is on cue. This is Ben, who is listening to our segment. And he has a son that is not an offensive or defensive lineman, but he has seen this at camp that he was at recently. He said, to me, doing any live drills on the line without pads and a helmet feels awkward and pointless. Wondering what Matt thinks.
0: Yeah. He nailed it. I mean, there's no – what it is, it, it, it's is it. well, I shouldn't say that word. It, it's coaches that want to, they've developed some technique that I'm going to get a spin move off or I'm going to get this new dip and rip and super swat your hands and do this thing. I got to show the world that this can't, we've rehearsed this. And the offensive line guy's like, yeah, I'm your huckleberry. Like we'll roll, we'll do this. But I'm going to get it, you know, if I get it away from you, that's why you're going to see, I think you're going to start to see some injury out of it because you're getting a lot of, Lineman then now will start to chop wrist, yep. yep. and forearm. So when that D lineman goes to reach, that offensive lineman just like Mister Miyagi, it's a double wax off, and <laughs> it's it's bone to bone. And then you decide how bad you want to keep reaching up there. So it, it it is what it is. It's all a show. There is really no benefit or harm to, or there's really no benefit for the lineman to do what they have to do, but. In a, in a camp of, or in a world of inclusion. It's like, well, we got to let him do something. All right, let's go get him to do some one-on-one pass pro in a situation or a scenario. They'll never be much like seven on seven. Uh,
2: versus when you mentioned chopping to the wrist, it, it made me think of, and I know this isn't probably common and Aaron Donald is in a category of his own, but I remember a couple of years back, they were showing sort of the, the hand-to-hand combat that he was going through in the off season to, to work on technique. And, when you kind of remember the tactics that defensive linemen would get to free themselves off, was there one, like, player or players in particular, or even maybe just a defensive line that you that had a reputation, guys that were either I'm sure over the line on a lot of things, but that were just extremely hard to kind of account for because they were so gifted with their hands?
0: With their hands and this probably isn't, you know, Terry Connolly, of course, could use length. Mm-hmm. Christian Peter could use power. Christian Peter could deliver a powerful blow. Um, Jason Peter, again, a combination of both to add power and and strength or in long arms. So,
2: mm-hmm.
0: you know, you had the big key, though, that, 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 that generates that. And you can take this and it'll translate out. If you watch football, you'll see it. It's guys with hands or it's guys with hips foot speed, mm-hmm. because we want to think if we just throw our arms instead of jolting because i can bench press four or five no 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 it's it's five to six steps steve warren was really good with his hands because he had such explosive hips mm-hmm. and his feet were quick like that's the the progression i gotta take force from the earth and generate it through my fingertips right that's how i have to do it's like a golf swing mm-hmm. at the end of the golf swing i want to whip at the end of a, of a punch for a defensive lineman I want to jolt. That that comes through using the ground, transferring force from the ground through my leg, up into my hip, through my upper body, out to my fingertips. Like, watch people with really good um, and you can see it and we talked about it. We've got a buddy because he's a coach now at Brett McEach, And he's got a son. And his name is Rhett. And Rhett has really uh-huh. lively hips. And Rhett is young and I know you probably shouldn't be a vibrating young kid like that. This dude has it. Like he will smoke people. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then some guys just have lively hits. It's just the way it is.
1: Hey, speaking of uh Terry, it, it, just a reminder that we're all getting old when his son is announcing that he's gonna walk on at Nebraska, Connor.
0: Yeah, talk to Connor the other night, super stoked. Hey, anytime you can get a chameleon in the building, it's yep. gonna be a good time.
1: I absolutely agree. Hey, are you uh, are you going to be in Lincoln to uh, watch Scut play today? No, i got to work. Okay, well, I didn't know if you'd take time off. Some of us, we can't all just kind of
0: variance our schedule. We won't get to do what we want to do. Some of us are tied into a building for a little bit.
1: Okay, I, I, I feel that. I feel that nice little jolt. Uh, well, you'll be busy this weekend. You'll have the uh, Scut game on. They're on uh, TV today on NCN.
0: Do it on a different one, but yes, we'll be
1: watching it one (laughs) day. I appreciate it. Have a great uh, weekend. Hey, boys. That's Matt Verzal, King of Pizza, Paisons, 156th and Center. So I got to tell a quick story about Uh, so early 90s, you had football players that would date soccer players, some would get married. You know, Terry Pettit was like, I don't want any football players around volleyball players. And then in the back end of the 90s, because they really supported each other. The women's soccer players would be at, like, all the baseball games. Mm-hmm. And then you get these baseball players that would show up at the women's soccer games in the late 90s at Nebraska. Um, and Chad Wiles. I don't know if anybody, that name rings a bell. So he was from Wood River. Uh, and really good pitcher. Uh, he, he, nice guy. He had, he had an edge. So Danica Carey was a great soccer player playing <laughs> for John Walker. And they are dating. And she's from San Diego. And Chad Wiles goes out to San Diego to their home uh, one offseason. And Danica Carey's dad is Mike Carey. Does that oh, name yeah. ring a bell? Yes. The former NFL official who would then... The Mike Carey. And then he you know got on TV and mm-hmm. it wasn't really a role for him. Yeah. But he was a longtime NFL official. And Chad tells the story of the dad was a workout freak. So he goes out there to visit his girlfriend. And the next thing you know, I'm working out at 6 in the morning. Nice, nice. Like the dad is getting him up. <laughs> if you're going to date my daughter. <laughs> to go work out at like 6 in the morning. He said, the guy wore me out. Like, And you know, if you remember Mike Carey, Mike Carey wasn't a huge guy. but he was in like, great shape. Yeah, he was like in fantastic shape. And he goes, yeah, I was, he goes, I was working out. We were running. We were lifting weights. It was 6 in the morning. I just came out to see my girlfriend who happens to be your daughter. Did he
2: end up dating her afterwards?
1: Uh, did,
2: the, did the relationship uh, take a, uh, take on a strain? I want to
1: say that she went and played. She was playing pro soccer or international soccer. And, okay, yeah. And I lost track of Chad. Chad was Chad gave Nebraska under Van Horn some quality innings. And I'm thinking about all these guys because because uh, uh, Spies being back this weekend, yeah. and then you had Mike Anderson as well. Those were someday someday like my at the end of my tenure here. I will I will tell a couple of other baseball stories that involve Matt Hopper and Dan Johnson. Oh, I can imagine those are that the statute okay. of limitations are not yeah. necessarily yeah. over because I mean I I think there's probably some legal stuff in there. Yeah. But but yeah. I can imagine. Yeah. But we we had a stretch of uh, football and soccer and then we had baseball and soccer. I've had
2: a couple of interactions, positive ones with, with Dan Johnson, so I have a Oh idea. DJ's fantastic. I have an idea where it might be going.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean you you, you live in a live in a House together, and yeah. you like to celebrate victories, and there were a lot of them. Mm-hmm. A lot of things happened. At yeah. right, nine forty-five, we'll come back as uh, we put a close to this uh, week. State basketball tournament going on. C one Concordia. How about the guys out at Stony Creek? Uh, they lead Auburn twenty-five to twenty-four. As Auburn, well, 26, 25 As Auburn has just taken. It's the, nice to see uh, the PBA. Uh, B is later this afternoon, and A tonight at six and seven forty-five. If you missed it earlier, we talked to uh, Jim Simons from West Side on their big matchup tonight against Bellevue West. The other semifinal is going to be great as well between Miller North and Gretna. Back with more after this on The Zone. Pulling
0: up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's.